Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Sabah al-khair. Good morning, dear listeners. You're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni and Yusuf Ahmed al-Rimawi. Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English-language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Uh, we are joined from Jerusalem with uh, Mr. Ahmed Al-Safadi, the director of Elia for Media. Mr. Ahmed, uh, thanks for being with us today. Welcome. We welcome you from Jerusalem, especially from the old city. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Ahmed, uh, we, are, we would like to talk to you about a few topics, uh, the first of which is the anniversary of uh, Faisal al-Husseini's passing, the 17th, the 17th anniversary. So if you could uh, talk to us about uh, the legacy of uh, Faisal al-Husseini. As you know, Faisal al-Husseini, he is the leader of, of Jerusalem and he, he has a good uh, political situation and uh, control in Jerusalem. After he died, uh, Jerusalem, we have a shortage of leader. And Faisal uh, Hussein, he have a defense about many things and many threats of Israeli uh, government policy, especially the diminutions of house and uh, the tax and the different situation about the uh, Dome of the Rock and different policy inside Jerusalem. Faisal Hussein was... Uh, the good leader for all the blocks, and he have uh, in the Orient House a good role uh, to have uh, the organi- organization work and political and social work also. Mm. He ha- he was as the father of uh, the Palestinian and uh, Jerusalem people that they uh, always uh, go to his Orient House and uh, to to solve any problems that they face from. Mm. Okay. Occupation and Israeli municipality. Now, now we yes, yani we, we don't find this leader. We don't find uh, like this leader uh, here. We don't have any leader uh, that uh, make uh, and do the task that what uh, he did before in Jerusalem. For that, uh, especially this day, we will have. Uh, yani, uh, we will stop uh, in front of the Orient House uh, to remember all the situation and his uh, rule in Jerusalem. Different organization and the people 
Palestinian people, uh, political and also media and social people, they will uh, participate uh, today at six o'clock uh, in front of Orient House. Uh, we like Faisal Husseini as as feeling, and also we we need his rule, and we and we do our effort to work together uh, to substitute to substitute his rule and his task but mm-hmm. we until now after 17 years until now we we, we, we cannot substitute and do his rule as the leader mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. that we must work together to face the the Israeli policy and the occupation as different organization uh, we we must cooperate together to do good rule to to fight about Jerusalem this is, we succeed before at uh, before one year uh, in front of the Aqsa gates. Uh, you remember the situation and the Jerusalem people. They have a good situation. The Palestinian and the Jerusalem people they they like uh, to defend Jerusalem, but they need the leader for that. This is the problem here in Jerusalem. Yeah. Now, uh, Ahmed. One of one of one of the things, and uh, Orient House is having its 121st birthday this year. Uh, it was built in 1897 yeah. by um, one of Faisal's uh, probably great grandfathers, Ismail Al Husseini. Can you tell us? Originally, um, Netanyahu tried to close Orient House, but the um, international community was very, very against it. In the Second Intifada, Ariel Sharon used that as an opportunity to close um, Orient House. Since then, tell us since um, then, what, what has Orient House been for, for Palestinians in Jerusalem? Have you been able to get there? What's the situation today? Yeah, this Orient House is not just a normal place or normal organization. He has a good role and a good task in the negotiation with Palestinian Israeli and you remember when uh, Washington and also in Camp David and different uh, situations, Faisal Hussein has a role, uh, political view and the mission and the strategy of Jerusalem. And he gives the solution how to deal of Jerusalem. But uh, when the, the Israeli government changed the government from uh, left to the to the uh, right uh, block, uh, as Sharon was the leader, the situation uh, will be very worse, uh, more uh, situations uh, down because they want to close the Orient House. Yeah. Uh, every six months they continue to close this organization, not just uh, uh, Orient House, also the commercial uh, community in Jerusalem, they close different uh, organizations like uh, Nidal Center. And also, finally, they close uh, our organization, Ilya Association. They want, they don't want any uh, uh, Palestinian organization that defense of Jerusalem and they uh, defense about the different uh, situation of the media that uh, they, they clarified what the uh, occupation do in Jerusalem. They killed the boys and they enter the Aqsa Mosque always and the, the churches. And also they they uh, put the tax uh, uh, more than f- uh, 50% about the people inside Jerusalem. They want uh, all Palestinian uh, people to be outside the city uh, in front of uh, Yanid. Mean, 
uh, out uh, like in Ram and uh, Kufar Aqab, not inside the center. They want all settlers to be instead of Palestinian people. The situation is very complex. For that, they want to close every every organization. They don't want uh, any media sound of the media of Palestine, uh, especially in Jerusalem and East Jerusalem. For that, they come from the top management, from the government. They they put the rule and they closed. Uh, for nothing, uh, different uh, organization, and every six months they continue this uh, rule and this uh, decision uh, to continue uh, the closing for the different organization. Ahmed, so can that, you tell uh, us? Uh, Ahmed, today, can you t- tell us about how they, what the process they use to close Ilya down? What, what, how did they do this? Example: uh, When they put the rule as the decision, they come from Lieberman. The the Minister of Defense of Israel, they they say that they terrorists, yani, what, uh, they cannot yani, related the activity of Ilya, that the, this activity, all activity is media, and they just uh, use the camera and do films and short films, documentary films, about the situation in Jerusalem in different aspects and sides. But uh, he says that it's related to, to terrorists. Yani, I don't know yani, this decision, we cannot go to the court. This is come from top management, from mm-hmm. the minister, minister of Defense. This is uh, this problem with any, uh, without any clarification or, or any reasons for that. Uh, we don't do anything. We cannot yani, continue our activity. For example, if we use any media activity now, they will put uh, the persons inside the prison, especially the managers or any journalists work in Ilya, they will put it in the prison. And they they also yeah, banish, the, banish the people, not just the organization. No reasons always, just they, they want uh, to put this and uh, to relate this to organization, that they related to blocks, Palestinian blocks. But uh, we, we will tell you, if you go over the activity of Ilya, you will see different uh, uh, films and pictures. They uh, rela- related to the situation in the field. And they uh, clarified what, what the situation it is. The yeah. truth. They, they give we, the, we know now that they... don't the, want any view... Yeah. We know we they know that the Israelis are passing. Yeah, we know Ahmed that the Israeli Knesset is passing a law now after what happened in uh, after they executed all these people uh, yeah, in the yeah. Great Return this, Marches this to criminalize the videoing of um, uh, of, uh, of Israeli soldiers. If it's very very dangerous law, yeah, this law is very dangerous. They will put people in prison for five years or ten years uh, as journalists or a human rights organization. If they uh, picture of or photo the soldiers or any any activity of them that they make uh, some against the human rights situation, this is uh, uh, any cont- they make the contrary with the human rights law, and we we will not, <coughs> not do any activity or personal or social or media activity for the dark. A view of Palestinian, no uh, pictures, no videos, nothing from Palestinian mm. point of view. Just want the Australian policy to be, yani, in, in the field. Mr. Ahmed, uh, in 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 one minute, 
What is your message to the Australian listeners? What's the message of the Palestinian civil society in Jerusalem to the Australian uh, listeners? Uh, we believe in your uh, role and we believe in your support also in, in Australia that you support Palestinian people this, uh, to support the media organization and the Orient House organization or any organization uh, to, to loud your voice against uh, uh, Israeli occupation policy that it's uh, go over the human rights law or that uh, we believe of your popular or your population that you will be support Palestinians and especially Jerusalem people. And that was Ahmed Safadi from Ilya for Media in East Jerusalem. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You're listening to Palestine, remembered on 855 AM. Uh, the, the song we're listening to is uh, for the Lebanese singer Fadwa Ubaid, Ya Sakin Al-Layl. Nasser, Robert, let's unpack that uh, important topic of East Jerusalem and Jerusalem, basically, and how Israel is trying to crush any endeavor to expose its crimes, including uh, um, uh, incriminating uh, documentation of uh, human rights violations. Uh, I think this cannot go unnoticed. This law, if it goes through, it means that Israel will get away with even more even more murders, as if the, the murders that has been that have been done uh, are, uh, are not enough. So, so what we should do is just give our listeners an idea of what, what we're talking about. The reality is Israel craves legitimacy. Well, legitimate countries don't execute human beings in cold blood, as we've seen in the past six weeks in the Great Return March along the Gaza uh, armistice line with, with Israel. Because we, we don't call it a border because Israel's never defined its borders. Israel's still growing. You can, if you're in Israel today and you're watching the news, when they go to the weather map, you'll find the weather over the Golan Heights, you'll find the weather into the West Bank, you'll find the weather everywhere. There is no actual border of Israel. Not to uh, mention the constitution that doesn't have uh, borders. Correct. So for, af- after the, the, the barbarity of um, Nakba Day, f- uh, 15th of May, where the, the Israelis killed um, 64. 64 people, including an eight-month-year-old child. Um, the, the, the only democracy, the light unto nations in Israel, decided to start discussing a um, prohibition on photography and videotaping and documenting of IDF soldiers. And the, they're speaking now about creating a law that would mandate a minimum of five and up to ten-year criminal sentence of anybody who's found guilty of filming with the intention of undermining the spirit of the state of Israel. So, I mean, that's pretty an ambiguous thing. You're just taking a, 
mm. a picture next to uh, the Dome of the Rock and some Israeli police officer is beating the shit out of a kid, uh, you might find yourself 10 years in jail. So um, this this is the sort of policy that, along with a law that was passed, that one's being discussed, a law that was passed April 29, 2018, is the loyalty law. And that given um, Israeli Interior Minister Aryeh Derry sole right to strip Jerusalem ID holders of their citizen of their residency. So as 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 we've spoken about before, but when Israel conquered East Jerusalem and the West Bank, the Palestinians of the West Bank became Jordanians and the Palestinians of East Jerusalem were not given Israeli citizenship, even though Israel annexed East Jerusalem uh, immediately. They were given Jerusalem IDs. So they can have the opportunity to vote in municipal elections, but not in anything other than uh, that. Um, and since 1967, 15,000 Palestinians have lost their Jerusalem IDs. Revolt, uh, yeah. So um, they can lose them for what just travelling for a little bit, not having the centre of Jerusalem being their yeah. So if, life if, point. if you if a kid leaves to study and spends you know a few years overseas to get a degree and comes back. Um, they can be uh, deemed to have that Jerusalem wasn't the centre of their life, yeah. and that residency can be revoked. They can lose it for a criminal um, activity, like an assault or something. It's entirely up to the Israeli Interior Ministry now. Well, uh, Israel is uh, waging a demographic war uh, on the uh, uh, East Jerusalem municipality, and that started uh, since day one of its occupation, and they started by bulldozing. Uh, uh, the uh, Magariba neighborhood. Uh, mm-hmm. And now, when you see pictures of the Wailing Wall, you will see empty uh, quarters. Okay, yeah. uh, this well, what was you, what you home see, for yeah. hundreds and hundreds yeah. of family, and that was called the Magariba uh, neighborhood. So it started uh, since day one, and then they continued to l- limit and restrict the Arab presence that includes Palestinian Muslims and Palestinian Christians. Of course. While well, doing that, yeah. they also poured uh, non-indigenous uh, 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 elements to Jerusalem um, from settlers from all over the world mm. and to, to, to ensure a Jewish majority in the holy city. Well, you, the, the, the war of demography, Yusuf, as you know, Palestinians are dem- demographic threats to the Jewish state. Uh, if you have a look at a, uh, a map of the municipal boundaries of Greater Jerusalem, mm. uh, the uh, United Jerusalem that uh, Israel claims as its capital, you'll see that the border follows no um, no actual smooth lines. What they are is a snaked border that includes Jewish settlements, excludes Arab, non, uh, non-Jewish yeah. mm. uh, Settlements, so Christian and um, and Palestinian, uh, Christian and Muslim communities, like Abu Dis yeah, and uh, Shafat. It disconnects Bethlehem mm. from um, uh, from Jerusalem, and as we know, Bethlehem and Jerusalem are so so very close, and for for Christians, so very interconnected. But also Jerusalem for all Palestinians, cultural hub, educational hub, medical hub, uh, our commercial, commercial yeah. our whole existence and life. Maybe um, many, some of our listeners might not know that most of the tradesmen in the old city of Jerusalem are actually from Hebron. Yeah, and it's been cut mm. off from Hebron, as we know. Um, so this, this uh, cartographic, you know, using cartography and planning laws to artificially create what is now a significant Jewish majority and to then use all levels of municipal um, 
challenge, uh, mechanisms to decrease and make life untenable for the Palestinians. So what that means is schools are underfunded, mm. rubbish isn't collected, mm. um, uh, the road, roads, aren't repa- uh, roads aren't repaired, yet every Palestinian pays the same level of tax, etc., as but a Jewish person. But 20% of services. Yeah, and, and gets less than 20% of the services. So um, this continuing, we call the continuing Nakba, that uh, wasn't just May 14, May 15, 1948. It's continuing today. We're into the 71st year of an ongoing, slow genocide of the Palestinian people. Um, Robert, I want to ask you about your trip to Jerusalem uh, last year. Um, tell me about... Uh, um, that was not your first trip to no, Jerusalem, no, so, but uh, the, share with us uh, some of your reflections on Jerusalem. Jerusalem has a feeling that if you're an Arab that you have to hide. It's, it gives you a feeling that you have the Israelis or the American Jews coming over on their pilgrimages. They're as proud as anything, saying that this is ours. When you go down the Muslim quarters, which is supposed to be the Muslim quarters, you only see Israeli flags. You see soldiers everywhere. You see very arrogant Jewish Israelis walking around. Uh, as though they own the place. I saw a young person, probably 16, spit on a Palestinian lady as she was walking past. She was walking slow. And it has a feel that you're definitely not supposed to be there if you're pro-Palestinian. Now, they have pro-Palestinian shops. You can buy things, but if you wear them, you'll be pulled over. And I was for wearing kefir or wearing a, a shirt. And so you sort of get recognised for doing these things. So it's a very, very scary part uh, of the world, and it's blatant. Mm. And it just gives you an idea of of how comfortable they are being this racist. I mean, when you sit at the Damascus gates, you can see some young Palestinian kids walking around. The soldiers will choose when they want to pull up these kids, and they put them on pedestals now so actually everyone can see them. They'll make them drop their pants, and they'll humiliate them. Mm. And this is this is for the world to see. There was one of the neighborhood of Jerusalem, the old uh, city. It was uh, in in one of these neighbors, uh, two uh, Jewish settlers uh, came and occupied two apartments. Sheikh Jarrah. Sheikh, uh, I'm not sure about the exact it neighborhood, is. but uh, I'm referring to one in the old city, uh, and uh, two apartments were occupied by Jewish settlers, and they turned the lives of the other, um, you know, neighbors, the owners of the place, uh, into hell. And in Ramadan, there is this kind of uh, ritual that the, the one who walks mm-hmm. around and wakes up people for the pre-dawn uh, meal, what we call musaharati. And this guy was arrested for disturbing, dis- dis- yeah. disturbing the, the settlers. He's been, he's been doing that job for a thousand years, and now yeah. he's disturbing the peace. Dis- disturbing the two families yeah, yeah. that occupy. Just in uh, in Sheikh Jarrah, where they're, um, you know, I visited a family, they had actually lost their extension. Mm to Israelis. Um, so they had built an extension. They never got the permits. They kept building and building and building. When they didn't get the permits, the day that it was finished, Israeli Jews moved in there. I mean, they were, and these guys were from America, you know, red hair, and you know, as proud as punch, uh, as they kicked this family out. And they have no problem doing it. No. Well, they've got this, um, uh, you know, Orwellian power that um, in the reality is during the, the 1947-1948, during the war... Um, Jewish Palestinians lost property in East Jerusalem. Hmm. Absolute. No question. As did Palestinians lose property in West Jerusalem. After 1967, those um, 
citizens of uh, Israel that celebrate God on a Saturday were able to go and kick out the Palestinians who'd been living in those homes. And they are still doing that now. And reclaiming those homes because they've got the title deeds to those homes and they were kicked out in 1948. The absurdity is the people they're kicking out have the title deeds to their yeah. homes in West Jerusalem. Mm. But they're not allowed different to Different rule. This is a different rule for different people. It's like the, the same, uh, the absurdity of Jewish alia that says that their 2,000-year-old right of return supersedes, trumps, is superior to my 70-year-old right of return. And, you know, I just, you know, I often say it, but I wish Gutenberg had invented the printing press 2,000 years earlier because the minute that Gutenberg had um, invented the printing press, Goliath couldn't get any bigger (laughs) and David couldn't get any smaller (laughs) because grandfather's story to grandson at a campfire, Jesus, you, you, you should have seen how big Goliath was. Your, my grandfather, your great-great-grandfather, or Goliath was a monster. And David, he was just a little boy, and he picked up a stone and he swung his sling and he felled this Philistine. You know, and then Moses, he, you know, anyway, we don't want to go too far <laughs> no, into no, the prophets. No. But the reality is the, 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 the title deed that um, uh, our cousins use to um, determine their um, legitimacy to end their indigeneity to our lands overrides overrides the fact that somebody was physically the there. living yeah and in I, fact i had i had a really good facebook interaction with a former um uh, alp state member of parliament and i won't mention his name but we were going round and round in circles we're not a man we know we do know he's a man going round and round in circles and he was you know using all the usual um um, Hamas diatribes, etc. And and he was saying, you know, there's visual and documentary proof, and there was actually a picture of um, Ahad's brother. Remember that when yeah, the when, when he had the, the Israeli soldier had him in a headlock, and he had his arm in a plaster mm. cast because his arm had been yeah. broken previously. Yeah, and that was perhaps maybe six months Two a year. time flies, hey. And I said to him, I said, you know what? There's photo documentation of the brutality of the Israeli occupation. And I said to him, I said, you know, why don't you give me a defense as to why um, Ahad got nine months and Elor Azaria, you know, who... The one who killed. Who, uh, executed. 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 Slaughtered. Jude- I mean, regardless... Extrajudicial. He was incapacitated. The guy was on the ground. Just put a barrel of his M16 to and the And he was head. released. Yeah, yeah. And, and I said to him, I said, you know, the, the challenge with, you know, this elevated level of Zionism that sits within the mindset of, uh, of so many Israelis, and particularly Zionists uh, within, within Melbourne, um, is that they can't see the humanity of a Palestinian. No. We've been dehumanized to such a point that the language gets used, the killing. I mean, just as an aside, Roseanne Barr lost her TV show for what she said about a, a, a black American. And it was horrible what she said. No question no she question. should lose a job. She said many, many, much worse things about Palestinians in the past five years or so. And not one of which, not one of which got con- no one cared. Uh, condemned. Got radar. Nobody cared. It meant nothing because Palestinians aren't human. No, in their eyes. Anyway, and I said to him, I wrote to him. I said, "Listen, you know, one day I hope and pray that you will see Palestinians as equal human beings to you, with the same hopes, dreams, and aspirations, and that you'll acknowledge that our shared best case." is the acceptance that we both have rights to the land and that a 2,000-year-old right of return does not supersede, trump, or invalidate 
my 70-year-old right of return. Now, interestingly, uh, he hasn't replied. He's probably unfriended you as well. (laughs) Well, he's not my friend. It was on a shared... Before the end of the show, I also want to mention another uh, type of uh, organizations that have been crushed by Israelis and and the the maps, uh, the center of Palestinian maps in Jerusalem, because even uh, printing maps of the old city uh, of Jerusalem is a threat to the Zionist state and the closure of the maps uh, or the center of maps in uh, Jerusalem. And we we might one day speak with uh, Dr. Khalil Tafakji about uh, that. So I guess... With this, we come to the end of uh, this week's uh, right, So, episode. Robert Daniel Martin, Yusuf Ahmed Rimawi, <laughs> and Nasser Daniel Mashley. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to seeing you again next week, and happy fasting. And stay tuned. See you next week. Bye.